Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Are you looking for the hottest news out of the obstacle racing scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who in OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And I'm Anna Landry. And this is episode 28 of OCR Talk. This episode is coming a little later than we had originally planned on, but (laughs) some crazy stuff has been going on the past few weeks in in OCR. And as much as I, I I think we've just been a little busy. Uh, I mean, I went down to San Antonio and raced last weekend. Yeah. And then I had a impromptu trip to Colorado over the weekend. (laughs) <laughs> yep, I was hoping to record while I was out there, but yeah, you you went out there. What'd you do? Dry, you said you drove up and then flew back? Uh-huh. I drove up and then I flew back. I found like a super cheap flight back on the Sunday. Nice. So, yeah, I had never I had never driven that myself actually. Whenever I was 14, we took a camping trip up to Yellowstone. Me and my godmother did. And so we drove from Dallas up to Yellowstone and we stopped at campsites all along the way. So that was the last time I ever drove out that way. Yeah. How long is that to Yellowstone? It was, I mean, we were on the road for a good two and a half weeks worth, but I mean, we were like stopping all along the way. Okay. So, I mean, if I think if you were to just to do the drive straight, it would be at least I would venture to guess like twenty six hours. I did from New Orleans to to Rocky Mountain National Park. That was a good twenty four hours or so. Yeah, and that's about roundabout where we drove to. The drive actually took about seventeen eighteen hours. Hmm. Yeah, and then like I flew back to Lafayette. Um, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Do you fl- you fly in and out of Lafayette? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I've actually never used have that airport before. They have a um, they have a terminal that goes like straight to Denver now. So it was relatively new. So it was pretty exciting whenever they whenever they built that. 
Okay, before we talk about San Antonio, a Spartan race that was this past weekend, mm-hmm. the last episode we did, was it right before? It was right after Jacksonville, right before Alabama. Did you Have you raced any since then? Nope. <laughs> have you been running since then? Yeah, I've actually been running and I've been training and I'm sticking with Miles and training with his, his training program and everything, him and Victor, and um, and then also doing some stuff outside of that on my own as well, like some camp gladiator, gladiator stuff. And You should take my training stuff. plan because <laughs> I beat Miles. <laughs> shots fired shots fired <laughs> I, I i actually did and that's the first time and uh that i've ever beaten miles and I'll, I'll i'd like to talk about that a little more when we get to talking about san antonio but i've never beaten victor <laughs> so if he's part of that then well yeah <laughs> you might have to be training a little more <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah might have to be getting some i mean why legs. haven't you yet why haven't you yet? I mean, like, are you slacking? <laughs> so, yeah, my, my training has been a little on the slacking side. I, I had some some sinus cold going on, and I went out and ran when I shouldn't have, probably, and it, so it got worse, and so I did stop actually training for a bit. And I've also got what I can't help but worry that might be a, a stress fracture in my in my shin, so I'm, I'm kind of mm. trying to stay off of it a little bit, too, like... It's not a bad pain, but it's enough that it's like there's something that's not right there. So I'm I'm thinking right now I've got like my next race is terrain. And then after that is just a regular tougher mutter and, you know, the one in uh, College Station. And then I yeah. think after that is Concord Gauntlet. So I really have a good solid two months where I don't have anything, any big, like important to me races. So I I, I think I might take a good two, maybe three or four weeks where I just don't run just do some you know lifting and stuff yeah that's that's kind of what I've been focusing on ever since that that injury kind of plagued me after my 100k Mm -hmm. I was really scared to get back into it and like start overtraining again and then get hurt again like I think my longest run so far has been just like eight miles so far hmm I'm I'm building it back up. I'm trying to be smart about it this time. And there was like a there was a there was a Badlands 50 race out in Mississippi and I was thinking about jumping into that prior to getting hurt. <laughs> and it would be it would because it would have been coming back from my beach trip in April and I'm kind of glad I didn't sign up for that now. Even though I heard it was a really fun race and it's a really good race put on by Q50. Q50 acquired it, actually. Um, they're in charge of it now. But, yeah, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't sign up for it. Well, that's the real problem, though, right? Is that this? it's just so much fun as, yeah. as much as I, I feel like I need to give my body time the rest and then train back up properly instead of doing all these really long races. Right. Like I did that the 20 miles of the 25 miles of that 50 miler. And and it 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 didn't bother me during the race, but it it gave me that same pain. It just seems like it's something that's not going away. It doesn't feel like it's getting worse. It just doesn't seem like it's going away. Yeah, and I'm worried that I might do something that will make it worse. You know. Yeah, and actually, I was supposed to have a race this past weekend, the 23rd and 24th. It was supposed to be that hundred mile relay out in Chico. Oh yeah. 
my my team was just kind of plagued with injuries and oh. it was just kind of convenient because I was I was really struggling with that decision you know I was like man I'm coming off an injury like my longest run has only been eight miles and now I'm gonna have hmm. to like hold my own while my team and I try and run a hundred <laughs> but yeah it was it all worked out for the best and I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to do the hundred mile relay but you know there's always next year you know Amelia Boone is. I feel like it has become a poster child for how to deal with injury. She's been having, seems like back to back injuries over the course of the past few years. And she's in an injury right now. And yeah, she's had to really deal with what do you do with that? And you, yeah. you know, how do you stay positive and how do you keep yourself from going out and doing too much more to make it worse? So yeah, really trying to focus and especially on that. as you get older. And I mean, of course we're not, the professional athletes that this is our job and our living depends on <laughs> us competing mm -hmm. in this sport. But as you do get older and those injuries start to hang around a little bit longer, you start getting more hesitant about, okay, do I really need to sign up for this race? Or is it really worth it that I do this? Because you start thinking about like the long-term effects and, you know, what kind of impact it's going to have on you in the future. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be crippled and like walking like I'm 80 when I'm 40, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Taking I'm, care of yourself is important. Right. Right. I haven't had surgery since I was a kid and that was non-orthopedic related. So I'd <laughs> like to keep it that way. <laughs> and it's funny because we do this to keep our bodies healthy. But yeah. I, we push too far and then, yeah. you know, go off the other side. That's the irony of it all. <laughs> I want to go ahead and do the the giveaway for the socks. But before we do, I wanted to mention, you know, the whole reason why we're doing this and the more money we get from whatever, the more we're going to give away. And it's always going to, that's what I want to, I want to make sure we keep it as we're just giving stuff away. It, it may be little, it may be a lot, but mm. we're going to give away whatever we can. So we, we're starting off small. We got ads that play before the podcast. We've got the, spread shop site that uh that you can buy stuff from which has only had two sales which were both me and my wife you in april <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then now just today kevin harkins was asking me hey do you have a referral code for Endure elite because he wanted to uh get some and get a discount and i didn't so i went and looked up uh they used to do where you can get points for your rewards program but now it's just straight up ambassador like is your 10% off code. Yeah. So I made that. So we have one. If you order from Endure Elite and you want 10% off, I'm sure there's a thousand other places you can get this, but we've got a referral code. It's REF10-OCRTALK. You put that in and you get 10% off and we get a little cut of it. So that'll all be going to the giveaways as well. And everyone needs some Endure Elite in their lives. I I have been sticking with taking Endure Elite in the morning, Perform Elite in the morning. Yeah. And I'm still really enjoying it. Like, it, it still depends on my level of energy. Like, if it lasts all day, I might right. still get sleepy. But I, it feels like it gives me just a, a different kind of boost all day long. Yeah, I got brave and I took it. I didn't. I hadn't taken it in the morning, but I took it before this CrossFit class that I had signed up for at Raging CrossFit here in Lafayette. I signed up for a class and it's kind of like a 
a cardio CrossFit kind of style class where you do CrossFit moves, but it's like a hit style. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's kind of a hybrid hybrid class that they offer. That's cool. But I knew it was going to be fast and intense, and I knew it was going to be a hard workout, but it was only going to be an hour. So I bravely tried <laughs> taking inter, uh, <laughs> my Performally, just the regular Performally. I didn't take the Performally X, but I took because it has more caffeine. So I did make that decision between the two. So I took the <laughs> regular Performally before the class, and I actually didn't have trouble sleeping that night. Because you took it in the morning? Well, no, I took when it before the class? the class. Oh, it was the class was at 6 p.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> the class was at 6 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. And I'm like, if I don't go to sleep tonight, I'm just going to have to tough it out and just stay awake all <laughs> night long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I mean, granted, I, I went to bed kind of late, later than usual. I went to bed like around 10-ish, 10 or 11-ish, which is way later than what I usually go to bed. I'm still really looking forward to the sleep aid that they're going to put out and see how that does. Yeah. Not that I need it, but I know my wife could really use it. And and I do wake up a lot during the night, even though it's very short seconds or whatever. But maybe it'll keep me from doing that. Maybe I'll sleep deeper. I don't know. Maybe so. The giveaway, our giveaway, we got some socks. I got them ordered. I don't have them in yet, but they should be in any day now from what I told them. I just want black with the OCR Talk logo all over it. They might be garbage socks. They might be amazing. I don't I don't know. We have yet to see. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> I did get two, two pair because that's kind of the amount of money that we've had enough for. And I haven't decided, do we want to give away two pair or do I want to pair for my... S- <laughs> well, if... No, I take that back. The, the amount of money that we spent was money from our earnings for mm-hmm. OCR Talk for the podcast. So, yes, we are definitely going to give away two pair. So we can do this one of two ways before we before I even look at the numbers and know who who won. I know, you know, closest to the number that we thought up uh, one out of a million (laughs) is the winner that gets one pair. But should the other pair be the next closest person or the person furthest away? Let's do it different and let's do it the person furthest away. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Just to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> cool. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six entries. I'm pretty sure I wrote everybody's down. The funny thing about it is the very first person that entered got the closest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the number out of a million that you came up with, any any reason behind this number? I just pulled the number out of thin air. In in comparison to a million, it's kind of on the low side. Yeah, is there is. a reason for that or no? I just started started with a number, and I started thinking of another number, and then another number after that. <laughs> okay. So the number was forty seven thousand six hundred thirty eight, and the winner was obstacles ahead from Instagram with thirty three thousand three hundred sixty five. So obstacles ahead. I'm not sure who that is, to be honest. Enough. I, I'll feel bad if it's somebody I should know, but somebody that we know on Instagram. So I'll get in touch with them and let them know. I'm sure they'll hear this. So congratulations, obstacles ahead. Yay. You'll get a pair. And then on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> I think anybody uh, below, you know, below 100,000 is they're all obviously on the on not on the farthest end because they're because that's so low. 
already. Yeah. So the furthest away was actually Will Raymond with 700,777, <laughs> 777, seven, sorry, Lucky seven. <laughs> 777,777. Yeah. So he just typed seven a bunch of times yes. and, until his keyboard stopped. Yeah. Kind of like how I came up with a number. <laughs> Will Raymond, who is a, a, a mug gear ambassador. I don't know what he does for them exactly. I mean, I know he makes, he's made a video for them. But I don't know if he's got any official title with him or not. But he'll put them on and be like, these are nowhere near as good as Mug Gear. Maybe he can do a comparison video and show how much they suck. And But it'll put our name out there. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so Obstacles obstacles Ahead on Instagram is Mike Crimmins. Mike Crimmins. Yes. Good job, Mike. Very first guest. Congrats. And Will, Will just got his, his number in today. Oh. Like just this Coming morning. Coming in so under still, the water. Is it too late? No. So I don't know. It might be a little bit before we get some more more monies since we spent it all on socks. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the next giveaway will be. That just goes to show you, you never know when the next giveaway will be and you never know how long it's going to go for. So keep submitting. Yeah, and, and barely anybody's entering. So right. if you enter, you got a really good shot. One in six chance. And we had a bonus prize today. So... Yep. There you go. Bam. Double your chances <laughs> for zero dollars. <laughs> Anchor, the podcasting service that we're using, which is free and is the reason why we have an ad before the podcast, is the, the fact that it's free is the whole reason why we're able to not spend money on it and give money, uh, uh, use money that we get to give away. Uh, they, they just recently added in just some metrics to show where people are listening from so pretty interesting to see not so surprising to see that most people are listening from apple podcast but second largest group is actually on spotify that would not have been my next guess exactly that was surprising to me i i don't think i've heard like heard a person say hey, i listen to the podcast on spotify yeah apparently people do i saw somebody next to me on the plane on the way here on the way back to Lafayette, I saw somebody listening to a podcast on iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio too. <laughs> just, <if. laughs> just in case you were wondering. <laughs> I don't know what the next largest is. It says other. I don't know what that what that could be, but Stitcher and Android and Google Podcasts are pretty small, pretty small groups. Other could be a mixture of few. iPhone definitely had the biggest impact. Sixty one percent of people that are listening to us are on iPhones. And then 20% of people are on Androids, but also people on Windows. So people are just listening through website, I guess. Nice. It's actually really cool to see 29 different countries. 29. So all over the world. 29. All over the world, people are listening to us. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's because we're the only podcast, OCR podcast, to listen to. Yeah, that's probably why. There's I not, mean, everybody's like, I mean, man, I just wish there was more OCR content. <laughs> That I could eat up. So since there's not, I might as well listen to OCR talk because we're that's the, all there is. We're the only one offering <laughs> an OCR podcast. So check this out. United States, obviously, a lot of people from there. Most people from here. United Kingdom, Canada, France, Spain, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, Australia, Estonia, Australia, Austria, sorry, Ireland, Philippines, Netherlands, Finland, Russia, Hong Kong, Puerto Rico, United States. Arab immigrants, Emir oh, Emirates, geez, that's it. United <laughs> Arab 
immigrants, South Africa, India, Switzerland, Italy, Norway. Ma'am, this is getting boring. Uh, <laughs> might as well keep going, though. Italy, Norway, Greece, Malaysia, Costa Rica, Mongolia, Poland, Singapore, and Barbados. That's 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 most everywhere. I mean, I'm going like, to take credit for two of those countries. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because I have cousins in Singapore and the Philippines. <laughs> nice. That's cool. And they're... They're super. Hello, Anna's cousins. Hi. If you're listening, they haven't seen me since I was two years old. <laughs> What's their names? Oh gosh, there's too many of them. Really? It's probably longer than the list that you just rattled off. <laughs> Should we look up uh, races out there and go? Oh, trust me, I've already looked. I've already looked at like some Spartan races that they're having in the Philippines, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about I'm all about going to a race over there one of these days. All right, next year. Yes. Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Next year in the Philippines, OCR talk. Yes. And apparently one of my cousins <laughs> has a resort out there. So I'm like, hello, why what? haven't I gone yet? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> why haven't I gone yet? I can stay at the resort, go do a race <laughs> wherever it's at. I'm sure it's just an island away or something. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Don't count on me being able to speak the language, though. So just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready to talk about uh, yeah, San Antonio? Yeah, let's get into it. So you you didn't get to go. Nope. Why not? I well, I, I, I know you had your surprise been. trip to yeah. <laughs> Colorado, but uh, you weren't planning on going in the first place. No, I wasn't because that was the same weekend that the hundred mile relay was going to be on. And that's right. So that's why I hadn't signed up for Spartan San Antonio, and then it did kind of crossed my mind well maybe i should sign up last minute but then hmm. uh, yeah i i no <laughs> it it kind of stressed me out thinking about well, san antonio also just got added to the calendar when what like a t- couple months ago i mean it hadn't yeah. been long well i think just the location hadn't been that's really right. finalized yet yeah so i think they were still waiting to do that so how was the venue and I wasn't planning on going until that 50 miler got, yeah. or the 30 miler got canceled again. Yeah. Or canceled for real this time. Right. But yeah, the it, the venue, I think it was like Dan's Ranch or something like that. I forget what it was called. But it was very similar to Austin, the Austin race in Burnett. But it was, I, I would say that the the landscape was at, was just as dry, but more unsure footing. Like not rocky, but dirt rather than rocky and hard. Like in Austin, you 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 know you run up that big hill and it's just solid rock. Right. So I'd say there was less of that and more shifty, dry uh, land. Hmm. But it was a good venue where the sprint was fairly flat, but then the the super half of it uh, actually had a little bit of elevation. Not a lot. Not like Austin, but uh, and I'd say not even like Dallas, which is funny, but uh, definitely had a little bit of elevation more in, in the, the super. And and the super, the size of the super versus the sprint is kind of funny in itself, because back in the day, sprints used to be anywhere from three to five plus miles. Right. You know, you, you might have gotten a, a five mile sprint. Now mm-hmm. that sprint was right at three point one or something like that. Oh, it was like right at a five K. Right. Whereas the super is supposed to be right at eight miles and the super is used to be anywhere from seven to 10 upwards of 12. Yeah. 
I mean, you remember Alabama back in the day? It there was one of those years that it was definitely almost definitely 12 miles, almost twelve miles, which was crazy, right? <laughs> so, but it's still funny to see the difference and see that a, a super is it's not twice as long as a sprint; it's five miles more than a sprint, right? In, in this case, it was actually more like seven and a half. It wasn't quite eight, maybe seven and three quarters. But it was good though. It was an enjoyable enjoyable race, enjoyable venue. Their course markings was on it the entire way. Like other than this creek that we went through, there was tape the entire way. Yeah, which is pretty typical if you have like a water crossing or something like that. There's no need cuz you're in a right. gully. <laughs> it really well, there was nowhere that I could have I seen that you could have gotten gotten off course. The festival area was great. It was a little confusing of a layout like it I kind of kept getting lost, but there was a lot of stuff. Like there was a lot going on, which was cool. Like it, it, uh, it really seems like Spartans. I don't know. They're really putting a lot into it. And, you know, a lot of different races talk about the festival area being such a great time, but I really saw that here, uh, saw a lot going on. And so like a lot of vendors and things to do and yeah, there was even like a spear throw practice, which was the first time nice. I've seen them do that, which is cool. That's cool. Actually, it was kind of neat when you first walk in after registration, you walk under the A-frame. So the A-frame went was right next to the merch tent. So the, the merch tent was a covered area in case it rained, which is perfect. And you, you walk under the A-frame. So people are climbing over you as you're you know walking in or out. And then you walk through the merch tent and then you're in the festival area. That's cool. I always like when they build a festival like that. It's, it's such a simple thing to do, but it's just... It's just cool. And, and it, it was a simple layout and it, it didn't feel too uh, spread out either. Mm-hmm. Like to get from one side of it to the other didn't feel that bad. How was the weather? It was so running in the morning, you know, running age group. It was 60 degrees both days. That's nice. Cloudy, you know, gray clouds. But then on the second day, it was drizzly. It was actually a little warmer, but it was just there was a drizzle in the air, so everything was was wet and damp. So while the first day was dry and fantastic, I mean, you know, perfect temperature, I was, since I haven't been training so great, I don't think that my figure is as beautiful as I'd like it to be. So I was planning <laughs> on possibly running with a shirt on, but once I started warming up, I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm running and actually keeping a decent pace, I'm going to melt if I wear a shirt. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was really nice. Uh, it was I'd say it was a good weekend for it. Like, it, you know, sometimes the weather can be too cold and people are miserable and stuff, but it was good. So the sun wasn't out, but it was at least not terrible weather conditions. Right. If you're standing around wearing a light jacket, you felt great. Now, that drizzle, though, on the second day really gave a lot of people trouble on the course, mostly on the on the monkey bars, the monkey bars being at the towards the end of the race. They were they were the second last obstacle right before the fire jump, and they were flat across. Like you know how the in recently years they've had monkey bars that are at differing levels. Mm-hmm. They weren't like that, but they were further apart than I feel like they've ever been in other races that I've been to. Mm. So they were actually kind of more difficult than they normally are, especially when it came to the to being wet. Good, great race overall. Spartan, unfortunately, keeps getting plagued with rule issues. So there's the whole issue with John. John Penland. Penland. Mm-hmm. Penland. He 
jumped over the fire too far on the end of it and, and actually stepped beside it rather than over it and got penalized 10 minutes for that. And he was in first place, insane. right? Technically, he was he was, he was first... behind. He was right behind the first place guy. OK, Hillman Hunter Russell. OK, because they were saying how one foot didn't cross, didn't go over yeah. the fire because they got him for skirting, which is stupid. Yeah, the fire jump. And and that's that's fine. That's a rule. But the my biggest problem, I think even other people, you know, mostly agree, like even Matt, Matt B. Davis has said this the biggest problem is that there's no ref there to say, hey, you did that wrong. This is a multi attempt obstacle. Go back and do it again. Instead, it took them an hour before he even found out from another racer that he had a penalty. So if you're going to if you're going to actually have rules that say like if it said it was a one try obstacle, then OK. But the rules say it's a multi attempt obstacle. And if you fail it, you can go back and do it. And uh, that was not the case because he finished the race and thought he was good. It, it blows my mind that Robert Coble was not there at the finish when the first two guys were coming across. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's got a ton of stuff to do, but right. it just seems but crazy seems that somebody like some kind of official should be waiting at the finish. Yeah. You know, to make those kind of calls somewhere in the last uh, in the last group of obstacles, right. at least. Right. I mean, personally, I I think it was I think Caitlin may have talked about it whenever or maybe kind of alluded to it whenever she was saying, like, I, I don't know that it really should be considered an obstacle at Spartans. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind <laughs> of, you know, their signature finish line thing. You can't really there's no way to really like skip it or have some kind of technique that will put you ahead of the guy in front of you. like Right. There's no way to do it faster or slower, basically. Him so-called skirting that obstacle, I don't think was giving him any kind of advantage over Hunter. <laughs> you know, like it's not going, it's not going to, you know, give him any kind of advantage in the race. That one I think should, should be called back. Like they should, I know it's all said and done and everything, and but <laughs> I just I don't agree with that call at all. There are plenty of ways to fix these issues. And is Spartan doing that? Yes. Could they be doing a better job of it? Obviously, we all know they could because we're the people sitting back at home <laughs> figuring out, pouring over it in, in our after time right. and figuring out the better way to do it. But <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> Yes, they can definitely, there's definitely ways to handle it. And even Savage Race has been asking in their groups, should they take out the fire jump at the end? Why is it there? Is it really just there for cool pictures? Yeah. It, if that's the case, I think, I think Spartan should leave it in. Yeah. And then just don't count it as an obstacle. I completely agree with that. That's kind of my outlook on it because it's always at the end, unless it's raining or some other weird reason why it's not lit or something mm -hmm. but it's always at the end there's no way to magically cheat on that obstacle unless you <laughs> completely bypass it, it or <laughs> fall in it <laughs> and yeah i mean i think it's just there just because i mean it's spartan's thing you know it's they're Almost not. I don't want to say their signature. Thing. Yeah, I don't want to say it's like their <laughs> signature because yeah, just like you said, Savage Race does it at the end too. It's not a thing. It's not an obstacle. <laughs> yeah, if if they if they just 
removed it as an obstacle but kept it there, people still get their beautiful pictures right. and you you don't have to worry about it affecting the pros. Right, exactly. Unless somebody falls in it. <laughs> that that little <laughs> mud run obstacle race that we did in Mississippi last year, the little local one, they had a fire jump and it was randomly like in the middle of the course somewhere. So maybe that then I would consider that an obstacle because like if you completely ran by it, then yeah, you're skipping an obstacle. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're just running past it to get by, you know, the person in front of you. But unless you're doing that with it, don't count it as an obstacle and don't penalize people for it. You know, like we said, they could do that. I've seen somebody on Discord say, talk about how they could put the tape where it doesn't have to go right next to the fire, but you put it inwards so that it overlaps the, the path of the fire, but it you just have a gap to where it doesn't burn up. Right. You know, so it's still the, the, the running path makes it to where you can't go outside of the fire lanes, but it you don't tear up your tape or whatever excuses David Megiddo wants to give everybody. <laughs> Did you see that video? No, I didn't see that video, but I saw I saw it whenever I was at work. I just didn't have the sound on. I was I had to make it a point to watch it later. Yeah, he interviews John Penland and uh it uh it did feel like I don't know, I can't say it's his job or whose job it is to to make that call, but it felt it did feel like a little bit of a puff, a puff piece like Yeah. We want to make sure that we look good and not really talk about the issues too much. Well, and I think the the problem that and I don't really I, I don't know that I would really consider this a problem because it's a good thing for the sport, but I think the issue that Spartans having right now with all these rules and is you know they're trying to make it a legit competitive sport, so they're trying mm-hmm. to I guess set the standard for okay, so how are we going to penalize people for skipping obstacles or doing obstacles in such a way that gives them an advantage over other racers. How are we going to standardize this sport? And I think that's why they're catching a lot of flack with it because they're making all these calls and they're trying to further improve the sport and make it a legit sport, which is what we all want. Yes, they are. And they're, they're doing a decent job of it, but they do have a ways to go. Matt B. Davis just released an episode talking to Ryan and Ryan again. Ryan Atkins actually kind of addresses that too, you know, just his thoughts on it. But it it is, there are answers to these problems. Spartan will get to them eventually, even though they're not getting to them as fast as we all would like them to. But they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, and I think because they're really the only, or at least the biggest name that in, in OCR competition right now, I think that's why they're just getting a lot of attention for it. And I mean, somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. So somebody's going to catch some hail for it. It was kind of cool to see the pictures on the second day. I didn't even notice this, but they added a little, a little like traffic cone, not a, not an orange cone, but a, like a little triangle that you put, see out in front of trucks. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the problem with that fire jump was it was around a bend. So right as you come off the monkey bars, you went around a ninety, almost a 90 degree turn to the right. And then there was the fire jump. So that's why everybody, you know, was right over the corner there. And you can even see in my picture, I'm literally right over the fire jump. And my body is leaning because I'm turning into that turn so hard mm-hmm. that part, you know, my right arm is not over the fire, but my feet are. So that was kind of a problem with the course setup, which is not a big deal. But since they want to call nitpicky rules, it's a big deal. 
Yeah, that that sounds like an awkward place to put the fire gym. I ran well, but since I haven't been training so hard, I felt it more than I would expect. The you know couple couple days after, I was definitely more sore the second day and the few days after, which is so funny. It's like you know having a consistent workout regimen it makes a huge difference when you run constantly versus like I literally didn't run at all. Uh, Monday through Friday, the week before the race. So while I felt good running, like I felt fresh, my muscles weren't really up to it. I even got to the rope climb seven miles into the race and went to climb up the rope and had a cramp in my calf. Ooh. And I was like, what the heck is this? Is it, this shouldn't be happening seven miles in. This is something I expect to happen like after 30 miles, not seven. <laughs> it, it makes a difference. Yeah, the... The CrossFit class that I went to, it was, they made it kind of like a race. Like we had to do, get on the ski erg and ski erg for 500 and then row for 500 and bike for a thousand and then go for a mile run. And like all these other CrossFit athletes are like way used to getting on the ski erg and training on the rower and everything and training on the assault bike. And I was like, all right, well, if I can like hang close, I know I can get them on the run. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, like with competitive, as competitive as I am, even though it's just a class, I'm like, all right, I know these people don't, don't know me from Adam. So I like, I want to come up and, and, <laughs> and like surprise a couple of people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I went all out in that class. Nice. I went all out and I had been, you know, trying to c stay consistent with like workouts and training and little things here and there. And I went all out and I did get them on the run because <laughs> they were like, nice. where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard some guy saying before the class started, Oh, there's no way anyone's going to drop an eight mile pace or eight minute pace. I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long was the run? It was just a mile. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, this, I mean, this big CrossFit dude. He was like, yeah, there's, there's no way anybody's going to be dropping like eight, nine minute pace. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but, That'd have been one thing if he said six, seven minutes, right, pace, but right. to say eight, nine minute yeah, pace. Come on. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I just, I was just sitting back listening, just, you know, quietly observing as I do. <laughs> and they were like, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was I was actually surprised how much I didn't feel it the next day or the day after that. Like I, I expected to be a lot more sore because those aren't things that I'm used to doing as much. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like staying consistent and really staying on top of things, it's it's helped a lot. Yeah, that there you go. Yeah, I've done the opposite, and you've done <laughs> well with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sticking up for you, Miles. <laughs> I'm trying to stick up for you. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of running and catching up with people, Million Dollar Mile airs tonight for the first episode. Yeah. I'm super pumped about it. And they, there was a there was a clip on on Facebook or somewhere on YouTube that shows Emma Chapman uh, her run against uh, somebody and it was the entire thing all the way up until like the very last obstacle. So it's a good 10 minute long, long video. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that same video. I didn't watch it with the sound on, but I did, <laughs> I did watch that same video. It was stressful to watch that video because they gave the runner a two minute lead, right? Yeah. 
And then they kept counting down the lead every time Emma would like gain some time on her. And every time, every time that lead decreased, I was like, I was getting really, I was getting stressed out. I was like, oh, come on. I like the way they do it. That's really, it was really cool. Obviously they cut it, you know, at places, but you're seeing when they get to this marker, that's how much time it took them versus the other person. So you get to see how much of a lead they're getting on them or how much they're losing on them. And so, yeah, it's really cool to be able to see how close they're getting. And then one of the really unique things about it is that the obstacles aren't just all one in a row. They get to choose which ones they want to do. So I don't know if the course is actually a mile, depending on how you run the course, but it's all based out in the city layout. So depending on how you run it, it might actually be longer. I don't I'm curious about that part, but. You get to choose when to go for the finish after, you know, you can do one obstacle or two obstacles and then go for the finish. And because you can, you'll see that they're, I'm sure they're telling you, hey, they're catching up. They're this far behind you. And so you get to bank some money if you make it out before they catch you. Now, obviously, you got to do all of them to get a million. Right. Really cool concept. I'm really excited to watch it tonight. Obviously, people won't hear this till later, but. I'm going to try and stream it on Rabbit so that people that don't have cable or whatever, like, like me, me, can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So check out the, I'll put the link out on Discord so you can uh, watch it if you want. I think it's coming on at eight. Yeah. I'll, if not, I'll just catch it on Hulu tomorrow. I would like to, to go ahead and wrap it up here. What do you think? I agree. We've got nothing else to talk about. I got nothing. That's it. Bye, y'all. We're just going <laughs> to hang up right now. Go to bed. <laughs> Drop the mic. But seriously, to wrap this up, I don't have anything to say to wrap it up. Uh, follow, listen, and talk. Go give us money so we can give you stuff. Go and check out Join the Discord. Discord. Yes, like I the finally has did. Been <laughs> ridiculous lately. Oh, thing I forgot to talk about. <laughs> I made a bet with Josh Chase. Oh yeah, from Obstacle Discourse with Davis and Chase. And he doesn't care too much for Hunter McIntyre, so I. <laughs> I try to bring up Hunter on the Discord as much as I can to be silly <laughs> and uh, poke at him. And I told him, uh, hey, let's make a bet. If I beat you in San Antonio at the Super, you make a channel for uh, dedicated to Hunter on the Discord. <laughs> he agreed as a good sport and allowed it to just go till I think he said April 15th. So there uh, since I did beat him at the at the, the uh, Super, uh, there is a a discord channel just to talk about Hunter. So good or bad. And it has been ridiculous as you can imagine. <laughs> Bit.ly slash OCR discord. Check that out. Come join us and, and talk and come in and try not to get your feelings hurt because people are having fun and just t- saying all kinds of crazy stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> I try and check it as much as I can. I know there's you, people are constantly talking in there all right. day. S- speaking of uh, my times at the super and the sprint, the sprint, you know, only being a three mile course, I, I finished in 38 minutes, which was the fastest I have. I look back at my chrono track times, the fastest I have ever finished a Spartan course. I think that, you know, the maybe the shoot, the sprints back in the day, like even the fast ones were over an hour. So it's crazy. Nice. Crazy that the difference it's made with their standardization. We were talking about that the other day, too, about how the rigs that you used to see were like, especially at the championship were so crazy long and now they're just, you know, whatever. So there's that as well. But anyway, I'm trying to get into too much conversation. We're trying to cut this short. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Anything else? 
Nope. That's all I got. All right. Take it easy. Bye, y'all. I know, I see it. Yeah, and the elephants. Yeah, there's elephants.